I have a lot of scars. Ever since I was a kid, it seems every bump and bruise leaves a permanent mark. There's one from the time I fell on the blacktop and my whole knee opened up. There's marks in my hand here from stitches from the time I cut myself opening, of all things, Easter-themed M&Ms. And the time my forearm met a hot oven rack and the ghosts of so many scabs I just couldn't leave alone to heal. All these scars from little things, foolish things, stupid things. I'm pretty sure we all have at least one scar we hate to see. The one that's on your cheek or across your wrists, that surgical scar. Other people might not even notice them, but when it's your scar, it seems as big as life. There are our physical scars and the emotional ones too, the scars of the spirit, the pains that just will not go away, the deep shames, the memories of the times that you have been hurt by others or you have hurt others. There are the scars left behind by the cruel words that just echo around in your mind and the griefs that twist in the pit of your stomach, the crawling, ugly things. We all have scars. Surely the disciples had scars too. It was evening on the first day our gospel begins. That means that very first, first day, the day when the women were shocked to find an empty tomb, the day that Mary Magdalene wept, thinking Jesus' body might have been stolen, the day Peter ran into the tomb and ran right back out, not sure of what he had seen. It was evening on that very first day, a day that was terrible, before it was triumphant, a day that was confusing even when it became joyful. I cannot imagine the aching exhaustion of those first hours. The disciples must have been running on empty. It was into all of that that God spoke, peace be with you. That was how the resurrection came to them, breathing peace, Jesus came to his disciples and showed them his scars. No wonder Thomas was doubtful because who could believe it? God is standing before you having defeated death itself and he has scars, just like you, just like me. There's a story I heard as a, teen a teenager and some of you may have heard me tell it before, but Please indulge me while I tell it again. Imagine your heart is a home. Imagine your heart is a home and Jesus is coming for a visit. You want to make it clean and bright and ready for Jesus to come in. So you focus on what you love and what you like. You take the best of yourself and clean it till it shines. And everything you don't like, everything you've done wrong, everything that makes you ashamed, everything that makes you hurt and feel ugly, you sweep it all away. You take every terrible thing to the basement and you put it out of sight. When Jesus comes, you throw the door to your heart wide open to greet him and the first thing he says to you will be, 
take me to the basement. It changes our lives when we can finally see that God cares about our scars. More than cares, God loves them and forgives them. God wants to keep us from packing ourselves away into boxes so that he can make us whole. We want to hide our scars to disappear them, to disguise them. We're sure the pain points of our lives are the very worst that we could offer God and not the parts of ourselves that God most wants to draw near to. Jesus came to his disciples and showed them his scars because the disciples had scars of their own. On the evening of that first day, the disciples remembered so well their own failing, their cowardice, their fear. The disciples knew that they had deserted Jesus when he needed them most. The disciples had given Jesus both their best and their very worst. And that is when he came to them and said, peace be with you. Because that is when resurrection begins. Resurrection begins at the lowest point, when all is truly lost. Resurrection begins in the dust of the grave. Resurrection begins when there is no hope left. And Jesus meets us there and says, reach out your hand. Resurrection begins with scars. To be resurrected is not to be made perfect or made brand new, but it is to be made whole and to be given a new and a deeper life with Jesus Christ. Jesus who longs to know you and be with you just as you are. Jesus did not wait to return to his friends until he heard them repenting. He didn't wait until he knew they were sorry. He simply came to them at once because Jesus doesn't love who we will be. He loves us now. He comes to us as we are so new life can take root in us now. Jesus comes to us with all our sins, all our scars, because it is through his love that resurrection becomes possible. God comes to us not robed in splendor, but too recognizable. God comes to us wearing our vulnerability, our fragility, our humanity, because God is not afraid to share in that with us. Jesus was born into our world to share our lives with us and to show us that the limits of our sight are not the limits of God's love for us. Our hope is rooted in God's companionship. Our hope doesn't rest on imagining some better place far from here, but the assurance that God is with us right here, that our bodies, the same ones that seem to betray us and fail us, are cherished. Our bodies, our pasts, our scars, all of us share in Jesus's humanity and his death and his resurrection. The resurrection is not a metaphor or an idea, but a promise as real as flesh and blood. The king of heaven and earth comes to us with scars. And it is those very scars that show his disciples that God is who he says he is. It is those very scars that show us how much we are loved.
even behind locked doors, even trapped in shame and fear, when it seems like we are alone with our regrets, Jesus comes to us. God comes to us in a body like ours that he created and said was good. God comes to us in a body marked with, char- with scars that show us the way to resurrection and new life. Reach out your hand, Jesus says to the disciples. This is my body broken for you. Amen.